Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests, as always, on the Goodyear Hotline. And we will be busy with those today as Legends Week continues. And we are looking forward to this. Doc Emmerich, legendary voices, uh, the legendary voice of the National Hockey League for so long. I can't tell you how excited so many people are. I don't do a lot of hockey on the show. That's not a secret. It's not one of the core sports that I generally get to. But there is no one I've looked forward to talking to more than I'm looking forward to talking to the Hall of Famer, Mike Doc Emmerich, who will join us live on the program here today. Let's get this thing rolling. Here we go! Only one place to start. All right, and that one place to start is going to be the quarterback carousel and the craziness that is about to ensue. We're having massive technical issues here. I don't have my rundown, so I'm just going to do the best I can to take you through this. Because yesterday, we got ourselves a sense that the madness is about to begin. It is literally about to begin right now. And we got that from the words of the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, Michael Bidwell. I think there's going to be a seismic shift in, in talent across the NFL. You've got teams that are projected to be to well over the cap. We've got teams projected to be well under. Uh, you know, I know every free agent or potential free agent out there is thinking, well, they're, they're not going to get uh, released, but, you know, they're going to be a bunch of surprises for people here in a few weeks when um, when everybody has to get under the cap and free agency starts. And uh, my guess is that, you know, like I said, I, I see a big shift, seismic shift in terms of the talent moving around. He sees a seismic shift in the talent moving around. We've got it now. It it seems to have come on here. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. We're working behind the scenes frantically to try and bring you the best show that we possibly can. So he sees a seismic shift. And Diana Rossini used the words massacre for what we should be expecting to see in the NFL next week, which is to say that with the salary cap in a blip of a circumstance dropping something that no one had ever budgeted for. No one was expecting the salary cap to go down this year as they've been making their long-term plans because no one in their right mind, or certainly no one had the foresight to think, well, there's going to be a global pandemic and that will completely rewrite the way our salary cap situation works. In a one-year blip of a situation, you got some teams that are going to be really in trouble as a result of this and others that are going to benefit. So I will give you Straight Talk now, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, the team that is going to benefit the most is going to be the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick already was going to have as good an offseason as anybody because it felt like half of his outstanding defense opted out this past season. And they'll all be back, or at least most of them will. So he will have a lot of that defense back as it is. He's also got a ton of cap space and draft capital to make moves. And if you think that Bill Belichick sitting there at 7-9, and nine, watching not only his former quarterback Tom Brady win a Super Bowl in his first year, but watching his division, which he has long dominated, get so much better. The Bills suddenly are a team to take very seriously. The Dolphins feel like they are a team on the come. And even the Jets have the opportunity to get better quickly if they play their cards right based upon the draft capital they have and all the salary cap space they have. I think we should be expecting Bill Belichick to make a bunch of moves really, really quickly. So that is the team I think will do this thing right immediately. And I'm talking about beginning in a week and a half. The other side of it, the bad side of it, I think is going to be the Eagles. The Eagles, I think, have every reason in the world. I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to use the word tank. I don't mean it literally. I don't mean that the Eagles are going to purposely be bad in this case. I think they're going to realistically assess their situation. 
They're going to say we're a trillion dollars over the salary cap right now. We had got nothing for Carson Wentz. We didn't get anywhere near what we were expecting for Carson Wentz. We have the sixth pick in the draft. If I'm them, I think they're going to release half their team in the next week and a half. They're going to try and build. They're going to give Jalen Hurts a year to see what he can do. I would trade that sixth pick in the draft to start building up your roster again and start thinking about being good two or three years from now. It isn't going to be this season. So I think in the next week or so, you're going to see the Patriots making some moves that matter, and the Eagles will be the team that you start seeing let people go. Greeny with you in that straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Meanwhile, I did a little mini green list on television today. Bubba, give me a little football music, and I will give you, I put together a list of five things that I think could should or will happen in the NFL this offseason. Let me run through them quickly. Number five. Five is that I believe Sam Darnold stays with the Jets and they trade away the two pick. I went back. I had Hembo send me what teams got when they traded away the second pick in the draft when others wanted to come up and get a quarterback. The Carson Wentz trade, the RG3 trade. That's what the Jets are sitting on. We're talking multiple number ones and twos and threes. Get a King's Ransom rebuild your entire roster and take one more shot with Sam Darnold. Are you completely convinced Zach Wilson is going to be a superstar? The only benefit to drafting him, who's a 50-50 proposition, over trying to rebuild in every way Sam Darnold, which is a 50-50 proposition, the only benefit is restarting the clock on the money. But they have enough money and enough capital to give Sam Darnold the chance he's never really had to prove he's an NFL quarterback. I think they should stick with him and give him one more year. Number four. At four, the Bears need to move heaven and earth to get to Sean Watson right now. They've waited 101 years for a quarterback like this. This is the time to do it. It doesn't matter what it takes. They need to get on the phone with Nick Cazario, and they need to say, look, at the end of the day, this is an untenable situation for you. Your best case scenario is he comes back, he's unhappy, and it tears apart your locker room. You need to trade him, and everybody knows it. While the getting is good, here's our best offer. Let's make this deal right now. The Bears should be making a deal for Deshaun Watson right this minute. Number three. The Cowboys need to recognize they've blown it hopelessly on Dak Prescott, and they need to see if they can figure out a way to get Russell Wilson because Dak Prescott's going to walk away from them, whether it's now or next year, and they're going to get nothing. So the future of their quarterback position is a disaster. They have boxed themselves into a financial corner they cannot get their way out of. They need to start making alternative plans. If they don't do it now, they'll have to do it a year from now in an even worse situation they're in at this moment. Russell has made it clear the Cowboys are a team he wants to go to. Dallas should be at least looking into ways to make that happen. Number two. Here's one I'd like to see. I'd like to see Matt Ryan find a way to reunite with Kyle Shanahan. It's time for the Falcons to start over again. They have the fourth pick in the draft. They can certainly get a quarterback there, or they might be able to move up. We've seen projections. Mel thinks they might trade up with the Jets at two. Maybe Matt Ryan finds a way to go out to San Francisco, play with that great team and that great coach, and those two have unfinished business. Win the championship that was basically within their grasp and slipped away a few years ago in Atlanta. I don't know that that'll happen, but I sure would like to see it for both sides. Number one. And then finally, as I mentioned, the Eagles should trade the sixth pick in the draft, try and start rebuilding your roster with as many good players as you can get for that, and go one more year with Jalen Hurts. You're not winning this year no matter what. Jalen Hurts opened up a lot of eyes last year. Give him a chance to prove that he can do it. And those 
are my things I would like to see that I think could happen, should happen, and will happen in the NFL all in just the next few weeks. I'm Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Coming up next, the one thing I was most curious about last night played out about exactly as I expected. You will hear it next, right here. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie greenie the podcast greenie with you on espn radio presented by progressive insurance Goodyear Hotline today, Legendary Voices Week continues. Doc Emmerich in our second hour joining the parade of incredible legendary sports voices that we have had this week and next. Uh, We've had Costas, we've had Al Michaels, we've had Vern Lundquist. Today, Doc Emmerich, we have Jim Nance coming, Michael Wilbon coming, Linda Cohn coming, and still working on some others. So we're turning this week into a couple of weeks at least, and we're looking forward to it here. In 30 seconds, I will tell you how the most interesting thing of the night played out about exactly as I would have expected. That's after these 30 seconds for Zip Recruiter. You know, sports is using technology to take the fan experience to the next level, like having digital fans in the stands. When it comes to hiring, there's one solution that's been advancing its technology for years, Zip Recruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. All right, the action last night was in Houston, and it went about exactly the way I expected. The fans in Houston gave a mixed reaction to James Harden that was more cheers than it was boos, and that was pretty much what we expected to hear. Harden, after forcing his way unceremoniously and on some level unprofessionally out of Houston at the beginning of this season, but having done so much not only for that franchise, for that city, 
you figured there'd be the smattering of boos. There would be the majority would be cheers. And that's certainly what it felt like and sounded like to me as I was following along with it last night. Bear in mind, it's been a brutal time in Houston in so many different ways, in ways that are so much more significant than anything that could happen in an NBA arena. Uh, The tragedy of the power outages recently and all the rest of that. But of far less consequence even in sports, you got Deshaun Watson forcing his way out. The Astros just traded away George Springer, and now James Harden is a Brooklyn net. He's on his way to an MVP Maybe significant MVP consideration, maybe even winning the award this year. He's playing so well, and the Nets might win the championship. And here you are sitting there watching him do all of this with another team. And so I always look at these circumstances, and I I try to think to myself, how would I have reacted to this as a fan? You know, in this day and age, I kind of view things differently because I'm just too close to it. Anything that you're as close to as I am to this, it's not that I've lost my passion for it, but I just don't view it the same way I used to. But if I was a fan, if I were right now a lawyer or anything else that I might have done with my life, if I didn't do this and this exact circumstance had played out, I don't think I would have cheered for him. I don't think I would have cheered. I look at it like a marriage. We had many great years, many great times. Then at the end, you lied to me, cheated on me, humiliated me publicly, made it clear the only thing that mattered was getting the hell away from me. I'm going to feel some kind of way. Like, that's going to leave a mark. Now, let me ask them. The hashtag crew is here with us this morning, and then the leader of that group is Bubba, Brendan Peregrine, my disheveled board operator. And for those of you who don't know, Bubba is a, a leading marriage expert uh, in that field, has written and published many books in that area. So, Bubba, I would ask you, does that make sense? If, if you were, and if you're going to make that analogy, if you were a fan of the Rockets last night, would you have cheered or booed James Harden on his return? Yeah, I'd say there's a 0% chance I am cheering that man when he returns. <laughs> tell tell me why. Give me your thoughts on this, Bubba. No, I think what you said, your analogy makes perfect sense. I mean, I think he, he had a lot of great years, and you loved him when he was there, but the ending was terrible. He treated us terribly and was a terrible you know teammate, person in the city at the end, and just trashed us on the way out. So why, you know, I can't just let that go. I can't just be like, oh, yeah, he's back, yeah, you know. No. He also, and I will tell you another thing, he also never quite got you to the promised land. Like, it might be different if you were sitting there having, you know, soaked in all the champagne of a celebration. If you had seen him win a championship for your city, maybe that buys you a little extra on the way out the door. But again, I think that's right. And this is sports at the end of the day. I don't like it when people tell me that you shouldn't use certain phraseology or certain thoughts around the world of sports. What he did for that city is wonderful. That will never change. And so if you see him in the street, if you're in Houston and you see him in the street, oh, by all means, salute him. He's he's a a critical member of that community. He's done a ton for the city of Houston. God bless him. That's not what we're talking about. When you're in the arena, that's sports. We're all playing a game here. He's playing one literally. We're all playing one figuratively. This is just a game we're playing. So... When he walks into that arena, it's not about what he did for the city. It's not about how what a wonderful person he was there. And I have to believe he gets that, or he should. All the athletes should get that. Again, you see James Harden in the street, you salute him in Houston or anywhere. What you've done for the city is fabulous. All of that. That has nothing to do with this. But in sports, it's all part of the game. You boo him if you want to. I always say there's sports hate, which isn't actual hate. So I have no issue with fans booing James Harden. It's all part of the game. And when I was a kid, 
I used to talk about all the players I hated. I hated Dan Marino. I hated Larry Bird. I hate, there's a list of, we all have that. We all have guys, I don't literally hate them. I've met Dan Marino a million times. He couldn't be a more charming guy, very nice, all that kind of stuff. I really don't know Bird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know him well, but I, I'm willing to meet him halfway. I know Brady a little bit, Belichick. I root against them in every game they play. I have no issue with you saying, I hate that guy, I hate that team, because you don't mean it. And everyone with a shred of common sense knows you don't mean it. So don't let anyone tell you there's anything wrong with saying that. Again, if you see James Harden in the street, salute him for everything that he has done. But if you want to boo him last night on his return, I myself don't have any issue with that. Greeny with you. All right, next order of business is this. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. All right, we've got uh, the story time here, and I-, I wanted to bring this back because we had Costas on the show yesterday. And Bob Costas is someone that I admire very much, and he told a story on this program yesterday right at the end of the show. So I assume maybe you're with me now. Maybe you're not listening at the end. You know, everyone's got their schedule. Maybe you didn't hear it yesterday. This is worth bringing back. This is one of the funniest stories anyone has ever told on any show that I've ever hosted. It began because... Hashtag Hembo, in what could only be described as ridiculous, acknowledged on the air that he always thought I was older than Bob. Like, he worked with me on Mike and Mike starting 10 years ago. He thought I, that he just looked at the two of us and thought I'm older than Bob Costas. I mean, I don't know exactly how to take that. It is, I guess, more than anything, a testament to how youthful and boyish Bob Costas looks and has always looked. And when I told him that story, that had made him reminisce about an event that took place a few years ago. And this is the story. Muhammad Ali's memorial service, summer of 2016. Uh, It's such an occasion that they have to hold it in the arena where Louisville plays their basketball games. And there's quite a cross-section of people there. And it takes a while before the service begins. So for about an hour or so, people are just kind of gathered and they're talking in small clusters. And, Four or five of us are having such a conversation when in walks Don King in a full Don King getup. So just picture Don King, mm-hmm. and he's got the American flag jacket, and he's waving a miniature American flag. And he's got that big beaming smile, and he greets each person with a short biographical sketch. <laughs> so he says, Mike Tyson, once the most feared man in the ring, Coach Pat Riley, straight off the pages of GQ. Sugar Ray Leonard, not a mark on him, still as beautiful as a child. Katie Couric, America's sweetheart. And he turns to me and he says, Michael J. Fox. Let's <laughs> 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 talk about boys, right? <laughs> and so, and Katie, Katie goes very gently, uh, Don, Don, it's Bob Costas. <laughs> and King is so shameless, without missing a beat, he says, Bob Costas, greatest commentator in the world. <laughs> so that was Bob yesterday, uh, and that is just an incredible story. And and it is, you know, when one of the reasons that I like doing this and that we created this feature, Tell Me a Story, is that I feel like those don't get told on the air enough. Like, that happened in his life. It's something you know he tells over dinner with friends, parties, whatever it is. But we never get to hear those. All of us who sit here, we never get to hear that. We're sitting here breaking down what happened in this game and that last night. I love hearing stories like that. 
So I'm thrilled that we can bring those to you, and I'll try and tell you some of mine, none of which are nearly as funny as that was. So that was Costas yesterday. And again, if you ever miss anything on the show, well, my overwhelming preference would be that you hang out with me for two hours on the radio every single day. I am well aware that you have a life to lead and you have other things to do. So in the event that you ever miss anything like that great story, you can always catch up on the podcast. It is called Hashtag Greenie. They take each individual hour of the show and they turn it into a one-hour podcast. Hashtag Greenie. It's available everywhere you get your podcasts. By the way, one other great story that was sent to me yesterday that I wanted to play for you. Charles Barkley was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And I guess Barkley's daughter is getting married. I did not know this. Congratulations, Charles. His daughter is getting married, and he told Kimmel a story about how he, Barkley, is preparing for the wedding. This one cracked me up. You look thin, by the way. Have you been uh, getting in shape because of the wedding? Yeah, uh, you know, I've been really working out hard because apparently they got to pick me up in a chair. And uh, what? Oh, is her fiance Jewish? Yes. Oh, wow. And listen, I, I need all Jewish people on deck, brother. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 Jimmy, I can, only, I can only get so skinny by Saturday, man. <laughs> I can only get so skinny. But I, hey, I, it's, a, it's like I'm in a, in a soldier, all hands on deck. <laughs> that is very funny. For those who don't know, and of course, uh, I, I could ask uh, hashtag Bubba because uh, many of you are not aware, but Bubba is, is a, um, a noted uh, Talmudic scholar and, and knows everything there is to know about Judaism. But in case, I will just quickly give the explanation for those who do not, do, do not know. It is a tradition at Jewish weddings that they do a chair dance. There's a dance called the Hora, and they pick up the bride and the groom and, and usually the parents of each, and they pull them up in a chair and they bounce them up and down and it's all very fun and everyone dances around them in a circle and it's very celebratory and enjoyable and I will very quickly tell you that at my wedding when this happened so this is September 6th of 1997 the late great Doug Buffon who was a linebacker for the Bears in his day and was a a, a wonderful member of the Chicago media for a very long time until he died much too young a few years ago but he was really my first partner he and I used to host shows together and he was at the wedding and I remember so vividly that they got my mother-in-law up in the chair, and she is a small woman. And she's up in the chair, and Doug is, is right in there. I mean, you don't have to be, to be clear, you don't have to be Jewish to hold the chair. So any, everyone involved is picking up chairs. Basically, every man in the place is picking up a chair leg, and you're bouncing people around. And I remember seeing Doug Buffone, who's so big and strong. Like, most of my friends don't look like, you know, Doug Buffone, who was a linebacker. who was probably, I don't know, 6'4", 280, or something like by this time. Just a very large man. He picks it up, and the chair is so tilted because you got all these little small friends of mine who are each holding a leg, right? You got, like, you know, little little small Jewish people holding onto these chairs, and then you got Buffon, and he's got the leg, and I'm looking over, and I'm thinking, my mother-in-law could go down easy. She could fly off this thing. So the, the chair dance can be a hazardous event. It is one that must be planned carefully. And I'll tell you a little hint. If you're going to a Jewish wedding, here's a little hint for you. If you're planning on participating, and you should because it's fun and you want to be a part of it, scope out early. Scope out early the size of the participants. So get a good look. Get a good look at the bride's dad. Perfect example. If Charles Barkley is one of the parents, you want to race away from that chair. I'm telling you that right now. You want to avoid that chair. Because this can go on a while. 
And the next thing you know, you are drenched in sweat and your, your bicep muscles have locked in place and it can ruin the rest of the night if you get stuck with one of the heavy people. So that is a little tip, a little, a little word to the wise. Scope out the bride, the groom, and the parents and make your plan early on which chair you're running to. And again, if Charles Barkley is going to be in one of them, my advice is to go a different direction. All right, Greeny with you. Costas told another thing yesterday. He said something else that inspired today's Green List. The list is what determines who matters in this business. All right, so again, uh, every single day, the green list, the top five, this, that, or the other, is voted on exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. And today's green list, again, was inspired by Costas. When I asked him, is there any event in sports history that you did not broadcast that you would most like to have seen, this is the one he said he would like to have done. I think I'd like to be at Wrigley Field in 1932 to judge for myself whether Babe Ruth really called his shot or whether he was just motioning derisively out at Charlie Root, the pitcher, or toward the Cubs' dugout where they were heckling him uh, mercilessly. The legendary Game 3 of the 1932 World Series, Babe Ruth calling a shot, one of the most famous moments in the history of American sports. Where does it land? But was it a myth? Was it real or was it a myth? Did it happen or did it not happen? People, generally speaking, do not know, and fewer and fewer people among us, unfortunately, were around to see it. So it begs the question... What are the top five sports myths? What are the top five things we hear all the time in the world of sports? And I need to tell you whether or not they really happen. Number five. Five is the bloody sock. October 19th, 2004, game six, ALCS, Red Sox, Yankees. Curt Schilling's most legendary game. Curt Schilling may someday get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I don't know if he will or he won't. If he does, it is because he was as good a big game pitcher as you've ever seen. And this is his most famous big game because as he was pitching, you may recall, he had injuries to the ankle. He had them kind of sutured. And all of a sudden, you could see it, blood seeping through the white sock. I know the team is called the Red Sox, but the socks were actually white. And you could see it coming through. And it became known legendarily as the bloody sock. And I remember Mike and I were on the air the next morning talking about whether it was real. There was all this talk. Is it real? Was it fake? Was he just playing it up? We were joking around about whether it was ketchup that was actually inside the sock. And I'm here to tell you, it was real. There's no way in the world that was fake. There's no way in the world he fakes that and gets away with it. There's no way in the world he runs in there in between innings, you know, while everyone else is not paying attention and pours some, you know, Heinz in there, you know, little Heinz ketchup, whatever it is, Del Monte, and he's got the, he's got the ketchup on the sock and nobody knows it. And it doesn't come out now. Kurt Schilling has made plenty of enemies over the course of time. Someone would definitely have told on that. That one is real. The bloody sock was real. Number four. Four is the frozen envelope. Legendarily, the very first NBA draft lottery, they put seven teams envelope. These envelopes with the, with the, um, with like a, you know, the insignia of each of these seven NBA teams that didn't make the playoffs that year into a drum. And they twirled it around. David Stern twirled it around. And people went up there and they pulled the names out of them. And the very first one, the one that turns out to be Patrick Ewing, belonged to the New York Knicks. And forever there has been a suspicion that they froze that envelope so you could feel which one it was because they wanted to fix it. So Ewing wound up on the Knicks. And I'm here to tell you, not true. Did not happen. Absolute proof. Do you remember who it was that pulled that envelope out of the drum? You know, it was Red Auerbach. If you think Red Auerbach was involved in a conspiracy to get the most highly touted player coming out of college 
that we had seen in generations at that point to get him on the arch-rival New York Knickerbockers, you're out of your mind. I, I can never believe when people talk about this. There's just no way that happened. Every now and again, teams get lucky, even the Knicks. There's no way in the world that one is true. Greeny with you again. We're going through the top five sports myths of all time. Number three. Three is the Madden curse. The Madden curse is real. There's just no disputing it. Players who wind up on the cover of Madden have had a disproportionate amount of terrible luck. I can give you just a few of them. Michael Vick in 2004 was on the cover of Madden. Less than a week after the game was released, he broke his fibula, sidelined him for all but five games that season. Rob Gronkowski was on the cover in 2017, played just six games that year, had a herniated disc and a variety of other injuries. Dante Culpepper was on that cover in 2002, coming off a season in which he had thrown 33 touchdowns. He goes on the cover the next year. He fumbles 16 times, throws just 14 touchdowns, 13 picks, and goes 4-7 and seven as a starter. It ruined his career. The Madden curse ruined Dante Culpepper's career. The Madden curse is real. Going back to 2000, you can make the case that 14 of the 20 players on the cover have been cursed, have been jinxed. The Madden curse is 100% real. Number two. Two is the Babe Ruth called shot. The called shot, which Costas referenced there, arguably the most well-known urban legend in the history of sports, fifth inning, game three, the 32 World Series, Babe Ruth points his bat at the center field bleachers to declare he's going to hit the ball there, and on the very next pitch, he did. With the lack of film and the lack of Ruth to ask, no one will ever know whether that was his intention when he pointed. I'm going to say it happened. And you know why? Because I want it to be true. I want that to be true. I want, with everything that is so mythical about Babe Ruth, I want him to have called his shot. I'm going to say for the purposes of today's list, that absolutely happened, if only because I want it to. Number one. And finally, this one makes me furious. I've been talking about this for years. The belief that Michael Jordan, when he retired prematurely in 93 and went and played baseball, the belief that he had actually been surreptitiously suspended from the NBA because of gambling is just flat not true. And it infuriates me that credible people even give it any credibility. The the notion that any credible person would even entertain this thought. I will tell you two things. One, there's no way in the world they pull that off. Right, The idea that David Stern and Michael Jordan sat down in a room, just the two of them, and decided on that, that no one else ever knew about it, that this wouldn't have come out in a book or something by now, is ridiculous. But that's not even the primary reason. I've said this before, and I will say it again. Michael Jordan's father was senselessly murdered in a roadside in his car where he'd stopped to take a nap by a couple of thieves who went in there to try and steal stuff, and somehow he wound up dead. And oh, by the way, there were some reasonably credible people who have tried to make a case or wondered aloud whether Jordan's gambling debts had something to do with that as well. Totally untrue and disgraceful to even say it out loud, on or off the air. Michael Jordan was fried from three straight seasons of winning championships, including in the 92-93, that offseason in between his second and third title. He went and played in the Olympics. That was the dream team. He needed the break. He was exhausted emotionally, physically, spiritually. And then his father gets murdered and he just couldn't do it. And Michael Jordan had to step away. 
And that's why he went away, and that's why he ultimately, when he was able to put himself back together again, came back. And the idea that Michael Jordan was actually suspended couldn't be further from true. And if you ever hear a person of any credibility say to you that it was, immediately stop paying attention to them because they don't know what they're talking about. That is today's green list of the top five myths in sports. The bloody sock, the frozen envelope, the Madden curse, the called shot, and the, the disgrace that is the myth of the surreptitious suspension. Uh, the great Doc Emmer coming up later today. Uh, we will do Who You Got coming up next with Bubba right after this word for some straight talk. Listen, your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it. So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just 199 bucks. plus get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? Who you got here on ESPN Radio, and that once again brings us back uh, to the man of so many different talents and and, uh, and understandings, and that is hashtag Bubba, who will take me through a bunch of binary propositions and give me some argument, some um, some options, and I will tell him who I have got. Hello again, Bubba. Hello. <laughs> Let's get this thing started. Let's do it. Who you got? And it's brought to you by Granger. We'll start in the NFL. Who has a more difficult rebuild? The Eagles or the Texans? Who you got? Well, that one's easy. That one's a, 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 a gimme. The Eagles have a much more difficult rebuild because the Texans have an extraordinary asset that they are they can unload and I think will do so any minute. And certainly they'll do it before The draft, which starts eight weeks from today, Deshaun Watson is going to bring you back a king's ransom, as well he should, a 25-year-old superstar quarterback. They're going to get multiple draft picks, plus probably good players as well. So I believe that that will, look, it's it's a disaster that you have to trade him away. 
But the good news is you're going to get so much for him that it will help you rebuild your team. It should be Herschel Walker-esque. On the other side, the Eagles, I think, are going to be a mess for at least a year, if not two. So to me, this is an easy one. The Texans rebuild is easier. Bubber, what's next? Raiders GM Mike Mayock says Derek Carr is, quote, one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. So where would you rank him? In the AFC West alone, who you got? Third. I would put him third, at, at least as far as, I mean, I guess right now maybe you'd have to say he's better than Justin Herbert. I don't even know that I would say that, and he's certainly not going to be. Herbert, I think, is a superstar. Mahomes goes without saying is number one. Then you got Herbert. Let's see what Denver does at the quarterback position. Certainly Carr is better at this point than Drew Locke, but I think the Broncos are a team that we should expect, can expect, to be in on some of the quarterbacks and, and maybe to draft one, maybe in on Deshaun. So right now, I would say Derek Carr is the third best quarterback in that division, and let's see what Denver winds up doing. Greeny and Bubba with who you got. What's next? What's more likely, Matt Ryan to San Francisco or Sam Darnold stays in New York? Who you got? I think Sam Darnold is much more likely. I I, I really gave you Matt Ryan to San Francisco earlier today because I would just like to see it happen. I, I don't. No one is giving me any reason to believe it's going to. I've talked to all the insiders. I've talked to all our people. No one seems to think that's imminent. I just think it makes a lot of sense, and I'd like to see it for him. I'd like to see Ryan get a chance to win a championship in his career. He's been a terrific player. I think Darnold staying in New York right now is about a 50-50 proposition. I, I, I don't really have a sense of where their heads are. I told you right now I would be in favor of keeping him, trading away that second pick and seeing what you can get for it, building around him and giving him the chance he's really never had to show you what he's got. I feel like it's about 50-50 right now for the Jets on Sam. I think it's much less likely that the 49ers get Matt Ryan. Bubba, what's next? Who has a better shot of winning a Super Bowl, J.J. Watt in Arizona or his brothers in Pittsburgh? Who you got? Here's the thing. I think Arizona feels closer right now because I think the Steelers have a lot of cap problems. They have a lot of rebuilding to do. But at the end of the day, no one has ever gotten rich betting against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are a great organization. They will figure it out. And the Cardinals have been to a Super Bowl. They've got some good pieces in place. They're in the best division in the sport. Uh, The AFC North is no picnic either. I think these are both tough. My gut feeling is the Cardinals are a better team. But if I had to make a bet right now on one or the other winning a Super Bowl in the next couple of years, I would bet on the Steelers because I think you always bet on the Steelers. Greeny and Bubba with who you got. What's next? All right, to the NBA and on the Hoop Collective podcast, Brian Windhorst said he thinks a superstar player will force his way to the Knicks in the next 12 months. Who do you think that player could be? Who well, you that, got? it's a fascinating question. I was just kicking around with hashtag Nuno, the leader of the hashtag crew here, um, and you know, Wendy left it so out there. Like the name Bradley Beal comes to mind. I, I, I that was one of those that you think of. Could it be someone like Devin Booker? I'm really not sure. I, it, none of the established stars, the, the the older guys, you don't see any of them moving in the next year, next twelve months. I don't see it happening anyway. How many people meet the criteria that Wendy would describe as a superstar? Beal does. I think Booker does. So I'll throw those two names into the hat, but but I will say, like everyone else, I don't know, and I'm fascinated to watch, and I certainly hope they figure out a way to make it happen. Greeny and Bubba, let's get in a few more if we can. Go. 
Yeah, let's skip down to non-sports. We played the great story from Bob Costas earlier about Don King and Michael J. Fox. So what's your favorite role for Michael? We got Family Ties, Back to the Future, Spin City. Who you got? All right, I'm going to go Family Ties just out of nostalgia. Obviously, I think Back to the Future is is that for which he is best known, those monster movies. And I do love the first one of those. But I'm old enough to have watched Family Ties, and I liked it. I liked that show. Um, I was a, I'm a child of the 70s and the 80s in television. I watched everything. So for nostalgia's sake, I will say Family Ties. You got one more? I do. One more. And tomorrow is the 39th anniversary of John Belushi's death at the age of 33. Of course, famous for Animal House, but also on SNL. So who you got as your favorite cast member of SNL? Ever or now? Ever. All time. Ever. Oh, wow. I think I have to say Eddie. But there's so many, I mean, I've loved so many people from that show. If you're making me pick one, I'll say Eddie. I I don't think anyone has ever been funnier than Eddie Murphy on or off that show. But I would like some time to discuss it a little further. Bubba, give me a sponsor. Who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or just stop by. Hashtag Bubba, who also, for those of you who are not aware, is, is a noted television critic. And so I know you have some thoughts on the history of SNL as well that we can share as we go. Um, I'm going to need to yell at my wife on the air here. She's done something that aggravates me again. We talked about this once before. We'll get to that in a moment. And don't miss the legendary Doc Emmerich. All that in our next hour, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.